Attention all mortals, veterans and civilians alike. It's time to buckle up and get ready for a wild ride because you just tuned in to the Swandingo Files. Your host, Steven Swanson, is here to help you navigate the crazy world of transitioning from military life to civilian life. And let me tell you, it's a bumpy road, but with a little bit of humor and a lot of determination, we can make it through together. And welcome to another episode of the Swandingo Files. Today, I have Jason McNamara. God, I hope I said that right. Uh, former veteran and also crushing it in, God, like 20 different things, I swear to God. Like, what do you not do, honestly? Like, I think that'd probably be a shorter list, but, um, but how's your day, Jason? And I know you're, I know you just jumped on and I know you're busy, but. It's good to be here, man. It's going well. It's been a uh, busy, productive and, uh, another epic day i love seeing wins of other people i get wins when they get wins so when i get to see good people doing better when i get to see my hard work paying off i love it it, it inspires me to keep going well that's good to hear uh we do want to discuss a little bit about why you join uh your time in the military your transition out and each one of your little ventures i know you got into but i also want to know like more about the nine to five club why you started that and your biggest priority for veterans transitioning out. So if you want to go into, I mean, what even made you join the military? Boom. I'm going to get started. All right. So first of all, I grew up poor. I grew up in South Florida and um, I was, I was smart. I did good in school. So even though I grew up in a rough neighborhood, boxing and all that type of stuff, I was able to get a scholarship and um, I kind of made some mistakes in my early adulthood and I lost that scholarship. So then I was, sitting there looking at the life that I had versus the life that I wanted. And uh, I realized that the military was a very easy decision for me. Um, they were going to be able to give me the training that I needed. Uh, the benefits were excellent. And I've always had a source to do some, be a part of something greater and do some good for the world. So in my country, I was, of course, patriotic. Um, so joining the military, I was supposed to be an aviation technician. I wanted to be a nuclear engineer because I thought, I'm good at math. That'll pay well, right? But it didn't work out that way. And then after AT school, I was uh, given an opportunity to go to Gitmo, Guantanamo Bay. So I took that. They said a little bit of extra pay, real space safe flight to Puerto Rico, good fishing. I was like, all right, I can do this. So I did that. I was down there for a little over a year, um, moved around different camps, moved into escorts, and then uh, ultimately ended up getting an extra Navy and Marine Corps Achievement Medal. Um, for assisting in CIA interrogations. My job was to do the transportation and security uh, while they did their thing. But we're not going to talk about that on this. Uh, just can tell you I got a damn out of the deal. Um, transitioned back to the fleet, and I uh, got gee dunk duty until it was time to be time to go home. And um, what is uh, what is e dunk duty? All right, so that's that's when you just basically make sure that the vending machines are staying full, and then you get to go on about your day. That sounds pretty freaking boring, ain't gonna lie. But it sounds easy, but no, not if you only got to show up to work an hour a day. That's your only response. <laughs> well, damn, I totally joined the wrong freaking branch. I was in the army. I, damn. So one of the things that I was really good at was skating, and that's a, a, my Navy guys are gonna know. They're gonna know what skating exactly is. It's, it's not a gay joke or anything like that. It's about getting out of work, doing the least amount of work possible. So surely you guys in the army had something that would be like, oh, that guy's got the latrine cleaning duty, not me, right? 
Yeah, we always had uh, out of sight, out of mind. Uh, the E4 mafia that would always get out of all the details, all that kind of stuff. It's yeah, there's a whole culture around the sham shields and yeah, it just calls something different. I'm sure every so, branch has it. So moving on from the military, I go home. You know, I started going back to school. Um, I used my VA home loan, um, and I ended up getting a job actually helping veterans. So I worked for the state of Florida. Um, my job was a disabled veteran outreach program specialist. So my goal was to find veterans wherever they're at, under underworked, underemployed, underserved, and help them, whether that's with something as simple as a resume, some coaching, connecting them with resources, or actually going out to employers and developing a job, a special position, and knowing about all the different benefits and trainings and funds that are available to help a veteran transition. So I did that for a few years, and it was it was great. It was hugely intrinsically rewarding. We broke records. We got hundreds and hundreds, thousands of veterans employed. Um, and at the time, the original team I had was phenomenal. And by the time I left that position, the team had changed, and I wasn't as enthusiastic as the new team I was working with. And I wanted to make more money. I was living in a duplex. Um, I had an HOA that told me what I could do. I said, I want to plant an orange tree. They told me no. And I was like, I got to get out of here. So I decided to take a chain, a, a chance. I mean, honestly, I got a little chunky doing that job anyway. Sitting in an office all day is not for me. So I, I took a chance and I tried sales. And I started with door-to-door sales. And within a few weeks, I was good at it. I was making good money. They promoted me to supervisor. So I stuck with that career for seven more years. And I was able to retire as the top sales guy in a very large company. But What, what, what were you uh, selling? Uh, I was door to door selling True Green. Everybody oh, okay. was True Green yeah. I could definitely yeah. see that in Florida, especially like the last like two decades. I've been very profitable. Yeah, no, I was crushing. Literally, I, I'd walk by and I'd have this little pitch. It's only twenty nine bucks. Let me send my truck out here. Credit card door. Credit card door. Credit card door. It was easy. I get to cut off work early and train other people how to do the same thing. So, um. I was able to effectively retire, though, because I learned how to save, earn, and invest money. My mom taught me financial literacy as a youngin' because we were broke. And she, you know, taught me how not to be wasteful, you know, frugal mindset, but also she was an investor. So she was able to teach me about real estate and things. So I ended up diversifying with real estate, crypto robots, hedge funds, forex robots, a lot of different things that if I started putting numbers out here, I would just have to say past results are not indicative of future performances, but they're in the hundreds of percent sometimes in ROI. And I was able to really get out of the situation I was in and start entrepreneuring at a different level. So COVID hit 2020. I'm not working anymore. I think I worked for a few months and then I was like, I'm done. I mean, they were, I just didn't like the whole thing. So I started homeschooling the kids. I started my MBA. I just finished my MBA like two weeks ago. And then we started four nonprofits. Um, Two of them are actually pretty veteran related. One of them is the Senior Chief Ron Zimmerman Foundation. And that's where me and my buddy, um, Senior Chief Ron Zimmerman was our mentor um, at the state that helped us with with veterans. And uh, he uh, passed away to his fourth fight with cancer from Agent Orange exposure in Vietnam. So, we promised him before he went that the mission's not going to die. So we've helped a few dozen veterans since then. Uh, of course, this is this is all just our volunteer power. We're not raising any funds. We just do it with our time. Um, and the goal of the, there is not just to provide resume assistance, but now that you know me and my partner 
have done so much. We have so much knowledge. We can provide mentorship in a wide range of areas. So we just give that knowledge, whatever we have, whenever we can. And then and the mentorship, like they're just reaching out to you or are you just finding them or, um, I mean, how are you finding these people to, to mentor? So we don't advertise most, uh, most of the time we get people brought to us like, Hey, I found this homeless vet guy. Can you help him? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> really? Yeah. So they, holy shit. Oh crap. Fuck it. Damn monkeys. Um, <laughs> Wow, that's a and like how long does it take them? Like, and I know every person's different, but the mentoring, I know, and, I, and I'm sure they have a drive behind them, like most veterans do. Uh, how long does it usually take them to get on their feet? You know, it all depends on the individual situation. Sometimes we can connect the dots relatively quickly. Like down here in South Florida, we got hood bashed. They're on it. I mean, we get a homeless veteran. A lot of times, that guy the next day he's got a bed. You know what I'm saying? So it's all about the local resources and how connected you are to them. Now. Obviously, I can't do things in all areas. I don't know the, the local people up in North Florida, but South Florida, I got to cover. <laughs> got it. So, so, uh, so you're helping veterans. You got nonprofits. Uh, you said you have four, two of them are doing pretty good. Um, but you're doing something called No More Nine to Five, right? And you're the founder of it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So. The No More 9 to 5 Club was was bred, and I'll explain. We have three different industries that were changing in here, but the first one was network marketing. I started spending more time on social media um, after, you know, I had more free time, and I started noticing all these pitches and scams and just things that were no good for anybody, and it was annoying to me. You know, I, I'm smart enough to be able to see through this, but some of these were like really good. Like I'd go look at the website and look at this and look at that and realize this is not legit. So I know these people wouldn't be doing it if they weren't actually out there scamming people. So I was saying, I said to myself, I want to build something. Cause I had, I also got into a company called Marketing on Fire. We offer free digital marketing solutions. You need a website, things like that. Then we built Rock You Academy, which is a coach coaching company that does the marketing and tech implementation for coaches. Um, and I needed my own baby. So I wanted the normal nine to five club. So I'm helping other people scale their businesses. And I'm like, hold up. Let me go ahead and tell people that the true path to financial freedom is not network marketing. It's to learn how to save, earn and invest money. It's that simple. If you can have the discipline, like a lot of veterans have discipline and we know how to budget, but there's a lot of people living paycheck to paycheck. And if you give them a $3,000 a month raise, they're going to live paycheck to paycheck. I promise you, they're going to need a new car, a new TV well, set, yeah. a new this, a new that, and they're going to stay Every every financial person, and including my business partner Trey Carmichael, they've all said the same thing: like, give people more money. They generally, instead of putting it away or paying stuff off or investing it, they're just turn around and hey, I got a new car. I actually just got done at the, was it Laurel Porter, if I remember right, was her, is her name? She said the exact same thing. So there must be a trend here that you're all figuring out. I mean, it figured it out for me when I, my friends were going out partying, spending money at the bars, chasing women. I was chasing what I was going to do next. I was chasing me, my future self that I had envisioned, the guy with the biceps, the guy with the, 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 the house, the guy with the club. I was chasing this vision of me that I wanted to see for myself, for my family, so I can protect and serve my community and the people I care about. And. You know, some of those same people are still out of the bar chasing women. The women, by the way, are, are aging with them. So, um, nonetheless, <laughs> my point is, 
is that I'm not looking to lead a horse to water who's not thirsty. If people want real results, those are the people I'm looking for because everything that I'm teaching is meat and potatoes. We have a completely free pathway in the No More Natural Five Club. When I first built it, I didn't have a single paid program. And I had to develop paid programs because the market said if it's free, it's not valuable or it's a scam. So I developed paid programs and I've sold paid programs. We offer virtual assistance to help entrepreneurs scale. We offer coaching. We can help somebody build their brand and stage and a lot of things in between. We can do social media management, ad spend management. So we developed, we, we knew how to do that for ourselves. So now we just resell it. We resell the skills that we possess. And now people don't think it's a scam. And I'm building a large international army right now, Nigeria, Pakistan, Bangladesh. I've actually gotten on the phone with scammers. I video called them and I said, this is not the way. Let me show you a better way. You can actually help Americans out instead of scamming them and get paid for it. Mm, that, that is actually very true. And I don't, a lot of them don't know the potential of what they have. And, of course, their labor is a lot cheaper than American labor. So let's say somebody comes to you. Um, they need help. They, you know, want to get into your realm, your, 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 uh, your area of expertise. So how do you, how do they start? What do they need? And what's one of the first things you tell them? All right. So you can go to the no more nine to five club.com. Um, we have the completely free pathway. We have a financial independence PDF and a boot camp. And then from there, everything continues all the way up to how to leverage social media organically, how to engage as a trusted advisor, how to utilize law of attraction marketing. So the goal of the club, there's there's three different paths that people need to come in on. The first path is a customer. I want somebody to come into the club with an open mind, learn what we have, and just only take advantage of what actually makes sense to them. Nothing more, nothing less. The next person that comes into the club wants to be a trusted advisor and coach other people into how to get financial independence. So they want to be able to offer people home, health, automobile insurance, solar panels, automatically compounding hedge funds and forex robots, save them money on their gasoline, internet, food, all of these basic things that everybody needs, not wants, needs, even though we do have a company that will negotiate bills like cable and cell phone and things like that. Those are kind of still needs, though. Um, all these things are covered under some affiliate or partner in the No More 9 to 5 Club. So somebody can come in and adopt the whole club and almost become an expert coach on helping people save, earn, and invest money. And we have the third person who's a team builder who wants to bring other team builders and train other people how to be expert coaches. So those people that come into the club, if they want to get a hold of me, they can actually book a call with the team. They can fill out an application. I see all of that. I don't take every single phone call. I told you about some of the hats I wear with some of the nonprofits and for-profits. Plus, I'm homeschooling two boys, and I still like to spend a little bit of time in my garden. It's better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. So, you know, I have to I have to have my balance in life. So I have a team that talks to everybody that, you know, I have multiple teams across continents. And ultimately, I just want somebody to come in as a customer, come in and just take whatever value they want. I don't have any expectations of anybody ever giving me a dime, of anybody ever sharing it with anybody. The expectation I have is for somebody to come in with an open mind looking to find value. And when they find it, if they want to give me a testimonial, I'd appreciate it. Got it. Okay. So that makes sense. And I and I like what you're saying. Um, and we'll talk a little bit after this because um, I – 
Like I got some cringe stories to tell you about a few a few people in your space that are uh, really gouging veterans out there for nothing. Oh yeah, no, I've seen some of them. Trust oh, me. I know, I know you have. You've been in the space for even six months, I'd say, right? Probably even only three months. You'll you'll you know you you know who they are already. So, but all right. So one more question. It's something personal. What are your top three favorite animals? Oh, I like that one. Well, I like my dogs, and um, and I've always liked monkeys. Monkeys mm-hmm. are cool as shit. You can be friends with a monkey too. And Why does everybody want to buy a monkey? I want to buy one. I just, oh. I I pet one and give it back like a, somebody else's baby. All right. I've got dogs. I've got dogs, ducks, and chickens, and fish. That's what I've got. Um, so dogs, monkeys. And dolphins. Can't go wrong with dolphins. No. So I, I, I've never heard anybody say anything negative about dolphins. So I, I guess you went on that one. So but I was going to say tigers, dogs, and then, uh, yeah, I, honestly, probably my third's a monkey too. So <laughs> I would like to get a little capuchin. I, uh, Trey's talking into getting one someday and it's like, okay, I'll get a capuchin one day. And I got six kids. So why not? So. Nice. But I appreciate you coming on. I know you're busy. Uh, I know you got, you know, it's nine to five in Florida. It's past five. So it's time for you to go spend some time with the kids. I got to go spend time with my kids. Uh, I'll switch you kids anytime. My six for a year. How many you got? No, 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 no. Like I said, I give them back. I'll give them a kiss on the forehead and give them back. I'll keep my two boys. They're well trained. <laughs> my, my, my kids are all good. The daughter's the worst one. So, <laughs> but I appreciate you coming on on Slon Dingo Files where the Dango HO baby. Uh, Mr. Jason McNamara, Mr. 9 to 5. Well, let's not work past 5 o'clock anymore. How about that? Have a good day. Well, folks, that's all we have for today's episode of the Swandingo Files. I hope you've enjoyed this journey with your host, Stephen Swanson, as much as he enjoys recording it. Remember, transitioning from military life to civilian life is tough. But with a little bit of grit, a dash of humor, and a lot of determination, you can overcome any obstacle. So until next time, keep on trucking, and keep Swandingoing.